Want to go on a road trip? Then hitch a ride with Hayley. So would you go with me? Fridays, 10 a.m. on Line Dancer Radio.
Ah, good morning, hitchhikers, and welcome to Hitch a Ride with Haley. My name is Haley Wheatley, and I am here weekly at the same time every week to take you on a ride with me. And how are we doing today? It's lovely to see you coming into the chat room already. It's a bit of a strange week for me, actually, because I normally have my kids at home every week since I started this show. It started in the lockdown process, and this week they're at school, they're back to school, so it feels very strange for me and uh, my children are also my dog sitters and today I have a little dog hanging around my feet while I present this show he's actually just climbed up onto my knee and started to lick my face as that track ended so <laughs> a very fun start to the show for me um, what are you all up to today guys how's your weekend looking have you anything exciting planned have things changed for you at all now it's September and we're getting back to the grind and things are starting to get normal let me know in the chat room First of all, I'm going to check in and see who we have joining us. Uh, it's lovely. We'll check in with you all this morning. Sandra Burns has arrived. She's ready and sharing some wonderful gifs in the chat room, ready to go. And welcome also to Sarah Jalkinen, who's in the chat room. Good morning to you, my darling. And Willie Brown, how are you? He says good morning. Of course, Willie's worked very hard presenting his morning show today. Every day of the week, you're there, Willie, cheering us all up as we wake up. So thank you for that. Ross Brown's in the house. Morning, Haley, and everyone listening in. Hope we're having a great day so far. I hope you are too, Ross. And Julie Lockton says, hello, Fred and I are here. And uh, we're looking forward to your show soon over the weekend too, Julie. Thank you for checking in with me this morning. Graeme Kennedy says, all ready for the highlight of the week. Have a great show. I sure hope we will. Phoenix, good morning. Morning, Haley. 9 p.m. here. Still out at Furry Friday, which is drinks and a chat with bearded men, aka bears. So we'll listen on Mixcloud. That sounds a fun night, Phoenix. Enjoy. And Claire Kitching is here too. Morning, Haley. We've just popped out for breakfast and some shopping, but we'll listen later. Enjoy your breakfast, Claire. Thanks for checking in. Good morning, Jim. Morning from the dark US waiting on sunrise. Oh, wow, it must be pretty early over there, Jim. Let us know if that sun starts peeking through. And Pat Deeney, good morning to you. Morning, Haley, you say. And um, Sandra, at least it's out of the way nice and early on the show. I'm just talking about my pup here. If you hear any little sniffs of the microphone, I reassure you, it's not me. It's my little Jasper. He is my little love, but he's a quite a cheeky one, I've got to say. And Jenny Bradshaw is here in the house. Good morning, Haley, and everyone. Lovely to see you up bright and early, Jenny, after your late show. Welcome, David Morgan. Good morning, Haley, and Annette Hasland, too. Now, where are we going today on our travels? So fasten your seatbelt, hitchhikers. I'm going to take you, first of all, to a place over in the western USA and I read a fun little fact today that said uh, if it were a country California would be the fifth richest country in the world and the 37th most populated and this is research that has been done within 2020 how exciting so I thought today why don't we go first of all to San Francisco so we're going to head to San Francisco go first of all with a dance of that exact name.
certain town I left my heart in San Francisco Love is all around San Francisco That was our first one today. That was San Francisco and Annette is saying in the chat room, yeah, Danish music. That one's choreographed by Kath Dickens, that one. We loved that one up our way. We sure did. And uh, before that, my first track this morning was Dave Sheriff's rewritten version of Red Hot Salsa, if you were listening to that. And that, of course, is for the reach out incentive. Um, reach out. Such a great idea, but not quite gone to plan this year because of the COVID situation.
situation. But on the 26th of September, we are having an LDF day centered around this lovely reach out incentive and that red hot salsa has been written especially for this so listen if you're back to teaching classes go and reteach red hot salsa to your classes and you can use that particular track to teach it to them and we can really raise some awareness for this fantastic cause all right, we're going to head back now quickly to where we were, which is San Francisco. So first of all, I just want to check with you, what are the things we need to do first of all when we hit down in San Francisco? Some suggestions. The first would be San Francisco Zoo, which is quite a well-known zoo. Has anybody ever been to San Francisco? Let me know if you've ever been there. I would love to hear about it. Some other things you can do, of course, as we heard in the song about Golden Gate, you can cruise by Golden Gate. How cool would that be? And if you want to go to Golden Gate Bay, you can go on a bay sailing tour. Very exciting prospect. Napa Valley, of course, is close to there, and you can ride a hot air balloon there if you'd like to, one of those hot air balloon rides. We were talking a little bit about hot air balloons on last week's show. And Chinatown is a very... Uh, exciting place to go if you're in San Fran and uh, we'll hear a little fact about this later of course Alcatraz is there you can tour Alcatraz if you want to Yosemite National Park which we talked about last week is there and Angel Island State Park as well as Union Square so how exciting there's also a place actually in San Francisco talking of dogs and my little dog trying to get in on the act today of this show uh, you can go to I think it's pronounced Debochi Park for vending machines that dish out dog treats and cat food so there we go not too far away if your pet is hungry while you're walking there and another San Fran fact is that 50% of residents there speak another language at home that isn't English. Uh, we've got some cool San Fran facts today. Again, I'd love to know if you've been there and checking into the chat room some more. Um, as I say, thank you for that great comment, Annette. It's great to know uh, that song's Danish. I didn't realize that actually. And Tino is saying, morning Hayley and all just driving home from a short shopping and returns trip. I used to live in San Francisco over 25 years ago and love this song. Well, Tino, surely you couldn't have lived there at five years old. That was a bit young to live there. And Jim is saying Fisherman's Wharf. So this is a cool suggestion here. Um, Fisherman's Wharf if you're heading there anytime soon. And of course, there are some amazing artists that come from San Francisco. And one of the ones that people do associate immediately with the name San Fran is the band Journey. And uh, one of my favorite Journey songs became a Guyton Mundy dance. And both the name of that song and dance are called Faithfully. My mind. 
I'm forever you.
Please tell me I'm not the only one singing along here to that. Love that. What a tune. What a tune. And we have more 80s and 90s songs coming at you today. So stay tuned for those if you like that. We are in San Francisco as you hitch a ride with me. So hitchhikers, if you have anything to add today, jump into the chat room. Remember, you have to look for Line Dancer Radio chat room and then comment on my post there if you want me to see it. And uh, Tino Herger is saying Muir Wood is so beautiful and Tino has been telling us that he lived in San Fran many years ago so Tino if I have any facts that are uh, can be added to or that you want to correct or give your own ideas on please do and as always I have those regular facts for you here so interesting facts about San Francisco it is estimated that there are between 40 and 50 ships buried underneath the streets of the financial district in San Francisco. The vessels brought people to San Francisco during the California gold rush only to be abandoned and later covered up by landfill as the city grew in the late 1800s. Um, now the fortune cookie was invented in San Francisco. It was said to be invented there in the early 1900s and actually by a Japanese resident there, not Chinese as we would think because we tend to get them without Chinese food, but the guy who invented them was indeed Japanese and they're not as ancient as people think. We always hear that they've been around for a couple hundred years. Nope, 1900s. And uh, the Irish coffee was also invented in San Francisco. Levi Strauss invented denim jeans in San Francisco for the gold rush miners who needed durable yet comfortable clothing. The US Navy planned to paint the Golden Gate Bridge black with yellow stripes, but the color it is now, its world famous color, is called International Orange, and this color is supposed to be quite sealant. The city's cable cars are the only national historical monument that can move. And before it was called San Francisco, the city was called Yerba Buena, which is Spanish for good herb. Nowadays, San Francisco has different nicknames such as City by the Bay, Golden Gate City or the Golden City. Um, other popular names can be, of course, San Fran and Frisco, uh, but the locals apparently hate these nicknames. So even though I've been saying San Fran today, don't say it to them over there. And I mentioned Chinatown earlier. Well, San Francisco has the second largest Chinatown outside of Asia. More than 100,000 people live in Chinatown. It's the most densely populated neighbor neighborhood in the whole city and of course people think about the earthquake in the early 1900s in San Francisco uh, and they believe it did a lot of damage in 1906 but actually no it was the fires after the earthquake that caused most of this damage to the city I'll be popping back with some more facts in a minute I hope you're enjoying them anything you want to add let me know but now I'm going to go into another San Fran related song there I said it I said San Fran this one is a Kathy Hunyadi choreography and it is called San Francisco Cha. If you're going to San Francisco
9.30pm UK time, it's time to carry on up the line with Dave Morgan. Yes! It's the show where it all goes on. Get on Dave's poll or Matron for the top 20 teach of the week and special guest appearances only on Line Dancer Radio. Oh, you such a face! Breakfast from Benidorm, online dancer radio. Rise and shine, it's the morning. Every Saturday morning with Julie Lockton from UK time 8am. Your early morning line dance fix from Spain. All your favourite line dance tracks to start off your weekend. Come and say hi live on air. Join the chat room on Facebook. The Saturday Breakfast Show with Julie. The best way to start your day. Hey, and so we're in San Francisco. That was a cool track there. Uh, Dan, San Francisco Cha by Kathy Hunyadi. And uh, we're just talking again in the chat room. Um, Sandra was saying about the Journey song. Haley never heard that song before. Oh, uh, Sandra, you've got to listen to it again. It's a great song. It'll stick in your head. Tanya McDonald-White is saying, Good morning, Haley Wheatley. Have been listening, but was too busy with Polyfiller to text. You're always busy, Tanya. Always doing something absolutely fab good for you and Tino is saying 
2640 Steiner Street is Mrs. Doubtfire's house. Now, funny enough, we watched that a few weeks ago, me and my family, and we Googled where it was because it looked such a scenic place. So very exciting. I hope one day I get to go there. That would be great. And uh, Tino is telling me he's way older than I said. <laughs> uh, that's okay, Tino, young at heart, just like me. Ross Brown says, my head has just blown from all these facts. I'm sorry, Ross, I got more to come. And welcome to the chat room, gorgeous Pauline Baycroft. She says, good morning, Haley." And some great gifs from Jim there. Tino's heading to the Autobahn, but great to have you all listening in still. All right, let's just have a look at this fact here. Um, Mark Twain was always famous for uttering these words. The coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. Well, actually, as it turns out, it wasn't Mark Twain that said that. It's just a rumor. But whoever said it was absolutely right because the warmest month of the year is September. And in the summer, while the rest of California is really hot, San Francisco has quite cool temperatures. During the Great Depression, actually, uh, not a single bank in San Francisco failed. Uh, America was falling apart quite a bit there, but San Fran was fine. Actually, business was so good, they constructed the Golden Gate Bridge and the Oakland Bay Bridge during this troubled period. And San Francisco is home to the first lighthouse on the West Coast. Um, Alcatraz Island is quite a famous major tourist attraction, but it's also the site of the first lighthouse built on the West Coast. The Alcatraz Lighthouse was completed in 1854 during the boomtown years of San Francisco when gold was discovered. And here's not such a nice fact, actually. The bubonic plague started there in San Francisco. It's a historical fact that may be actually overlooked for a good reason. Why? Because technically the first outbreak of bubonic plague epidemic in the USA was in Chinatown near downtown San Francisco in the 1900s, of course centuries after we had it in Great Britain. The Summer of Love really started in the winter. <laughs> We've all heard about the Summer of Love, but if you want to be exact, it didn't start till the winter. In fact, the starting point is widely accepted to be January 1967, when an event called the Human Bee Inn occurred at Golden Gate Park. And Angel Island was once a major immigration entry point. Angel Island was comparable to Ellis Island as an entry point for immigrants. Angel Island served as a West Coast immigration processing station from 1910 to 1940, and sadly many have overlooked this also when writing out their California historical facts. And uh, here's one too. No new burials have been allowed in San Francisco since 1901. The city outlawed burials. Why? because graveyards within city limits were banned then. And however, before that, San Francisco was once a town full, way too full of cemeteries. All right, my last one before the next track is that San Francisco is the birthplace of the United Nations. It was at the heart of many important historical developments for many years. In 1945, representatives of 50 countries met in San Francisco at the United Nations Conference on International Organization to draw up the Charter of the United Nations. Very pivotal there, San Francisco. All right, have I blown your head again with these facts. I hope not too much. Another fact, of course, again, those musical artists that, that are so great that come from San Francisco. And one of these 
is the band that is Santana. Santana was formed in San Francisco in 1966 by the guitarist Carlos Santana. And what great songs they had just distributed over the years after they were formed. Uh, they went for a very long time, actually. But one of my favorite songs became a dance when it hit fame in the 90s. And Kate Sala wrote a dance to this called Smoothie. The dance was smoothie, but the song was just called Smooth. And of course, the band, as I said, was Santana.
Time to go around the world with Ross Brown. Join Ross on his travels Wednesday, 12 p.m. here on Line Dancer Radio. Join multi-award winning DJ and Crystal Boot Hall of Fame member Dave Baycroft for the monthly chart show, Saturdays 12 till 3, exclusively on Line Dancer Radio.
little bit of Lionel Richie there. And of course we're in San Francisco and I was just talking about Angel Island being an immigration point and it seemed the perfect time to hear a little bit of Angel. Thank you Lionel. And of course the dance for that one was Forever and a Day choreographed by Pat Stott, a true classic. All right, I'm going to check into the chat room and see how we're enjoying being on our San Francisco vacation today. We were talking about it being quite chilly in September compared to the rest of California and Sandra Burns is saying cool temperatures sounds like Scotland. I think we're in a different league over here in the northern UK aren't we we're always cold I'm always always cold and welcome Dave Baycroft he says hi Haley and all great to see you in the chat room Dave and of course before Angel we played a little bit of Santana and they are a San Francisco formed band I love that track reminds me so much of my youth Ross Brown is saying smoothie time which was the name of the dance choreographed by Kate Sala and uh, Sandra Burns is saying she loves this song Sarah Jalkinen is saying this song is an app absolute legend totally agree and Dave is saying in the chat room Dave Baycroft San Fran is my favorite city in the USA outside of Tucson of course just loved our many visits there not least some awesome events um, of course Dave uh, the experience right Diane and Sandy's event was out that way too the highlights though always walking around Pier 49 and a trip to Alcatraz every visit. Now Alcatraz, despite reputation, you know guys, no one has ever escaped from there. Although there have been the movies and the rumors, nope, it is completely escape proof. Pat Dini says, I was on a cruise in February 2019 and we went to San Francisco. We had booked to go to Alcatraz, but the ship arrived too late and it got cancelled. What a shame, Pat. But we walked along the pier and Fisherman's Wharf and we went to the Chinese Center and Union Square. Great. It sounds like you still had a great time, Pat. Thank you for sharing those experiences with us, um, Pat and Dave. That's what this show is about. I love to hear about it. And Ross Brown is saying, you're my angel some great gifs there from you and Annette and Sarah and of course we're nearly getting ready to leave San Francisco at the moment uh, what a place it seems oh my goodness I've always wanted to go here but then I've always wanted to go a lot of places um, <laughs> and uh, of course San Francisco is one of the hilliest cities in the world it's built on 50 hills. And another interesting fact, San Francisco has become the first United States city to offer free community college to its residents, regardless of income. Way to go, San Francisco. And just before our last San Fran song, I have just managed to gather some advice from a couple of locals in San Francisco who want to proffer their advice. So these are their top tips. Number one, always take a jacket to San Francisco. It has schizo weather. One second it's warm, the next the fog rolls in and it will become freezing cold. Okay, that just sounds like Great Britain to me, but okay. <laughs> um, if you go to the Golden Gate Bridge, do not drive across it. Hike it, walk it or bike it because the scenery is breathtaking and if you drive it, you'll miss out on a lot. Hike the coastal trails for hidden beaches with with 
epic views. You get to see scenery there that the real San Francisco people truly love. And go for a picnic at Chrissy Field. Look for that if you're there. There's also a place known locally as Off the Grid. And if you head there, you'll be able to find the best city food trucks or the best food trucks in the city. So try that out. Um, if you want to see naked people, go to Baker Beach. Um, that wouldn't be my first stop, but who knows, you know, if it's what you want to see, Baker Beach is the place to go. Um, and, and go to Land's End. There's a labyrinth there and you'll find it a lot of fun, something to see if you're out there. And uh, one of these as well, this sounds the most interesting to me. Go to the Sutro Bath Remains for a perfect sunset. Apparently when the sun sets there, it has this kind of magical light that peers through and a mysterious fog kind of comes up from the water too uh, as the sun sets there. And apparently it's very dramatic and very beautiful. So definitely one to put on the list. So I'm going to play us out of San Francisco. If you've anything to add about your San Francisco trips or San Francisco wishes, then please do. But as for this next one, uh, of course, another famous San Francisco guy, Huey Lewis. And this next one, of course, is one you will recognize. And there were three kind of notable dances to this one. The first was by Amy Christian from the USA. And uh, Rob Fowler and Pedro Machado choreographed one to this too. And Carl Sullivan from Australia choreographed one to this same song. This is Huey Lewis and the news. And the song is Hip to be Square. <laughs>
Huey Lewis and the News Hip to be Square and you have a great choice of dancers there and we are leaving San Francisco now I just want to read this comment out in the chat room from Ross before we do he says is San Francisco where the fog travels down the roads and it has a visible start and finish to it now I don't know that but what an interesting fact if it is and if anyone can confirm this in the chat room please do how cool even Sandra Douglas is saying Ross Brown spooky all right guys we're gonna fasten our seatbelts again i'm gonna take you from san francisco in the usa we're gonna go to africa south africa to be fact to be to be exact in fact to be exact and south africa officially the republic of south africa is the southernmost country in africa with over 59 million people it's the world's 24th most populous nation it has three capital cities it's executive capital is Pretoria, its judicial capital is Bloemfontein and its legislative capital is Cape Town. But of course the largest city there is Johannesburg. So we're going to learn a little bit more about this place and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. But this seemed like the perfect song to start with because it's number one in some of the charts at the moment and, and still in, still heading up in some of the other charts. The song is Jerusalem. Made by the South Af made in South Africa by producer, DJ, and artist Master KG, and reports indicate the track was released in late 2019, but it became an instant hit in South Africa. But now, it has all but gone global. <laughs> Jerusalem, Ikayalami, Ilondolose, Uhambenami, Zungangishilana, Jerusalem, Ikayalami, Ilondolose, Uhambenami, Zungangishilana, I'm 
I seriously cannot concentrate looking at these comments that are coming into the chat room. Oh my gosh, they're so funny. Um, so Pauline Baycroft has messaged fish, 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 and I've never heard it before in the background, but now I so hear it. What is it he's singing? It so sounds like he's singing fish, 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 and I've never noticed it before till now. My goodness, I'm in stitches. Oh, Sandra Burns, your gifs have got me creased up too. I can't believe it. Um, she's saying, not again, is it over yet? Um, and Joan Ord is saying, I love this dance and music. I tell you what, with this particular dance, I have never, ever experienced when uh, hearing about it or looking at it or teaching it such a mixed choice of it. I have people in my class where I teach it that run to the floor for this one and people that sit with their arms folded that don't want to dance it. And you see it online too. You gotta it's like a marmite dance. You love it or you hate it. Um very, very fun. Um I've taught it, of course there's two versions of this dance. You can teach the first half of the long dance, which will be an easier version, or you can teach the full steps if you want something a little bit more difficult. This one is choreographed by Alison Johnston. She spoke a lot about it online and also by Colin Geese too. Uh, really interesting one. Look it up. Definitely. Um, of course, I have some facts here coming up on South Africa, and I must give a shout out to uh, 
one of these well-traveled listeners, hitchhikers, that always is able to send me so much information on places. Uh, and this was one of the places that he sent me some great info on. Of course, the person I'm talking about is Tino Heger. And I don't know if you're still listening in on the autobahn there, Tino, but it's a very exciting time for you and for LDR because tomorrow you have your very first show with us and how exciting it seems. So tune in tomorrow morning if you fancy a bit of this. Everyone place your bets and join Tino Herger for the Line Dance Roulette Show. Every Saturday, 9 to 11 a.m. UK time here on Line Dancer Radio. All right, I'm just going to check these messages in the chat room as we head down in South Africa. And uh, Pat is saying, my hubby was in the Merchant Navy and worked for a South African company. I traveled with him a lot. We went regularly to Cape Town, Durban, East London and Port Elizabeth. Oh, Pat, that sounds wonderful. I'm sure you can give us a lot of facts today as we travel here on Hitch a Ride. And Willie Brown is saying, oh, if I had known Haley that you're going to Africa, I wouldn't have played that Jerusalem track earlier. Sorry, Sandra. Sure, it's played a lot, but I guess you get that when any track is popular. Uh, my brand new song uh, that I've choreographed to The Ghost by Travis. It is on Virgin Radio every two minutes. And uh, I think I'll be in trouble. I've just mentioned another radio station on my show, haven't I? Oh, that is condemnable. And uh, Pauline Baycroft is saying, it is amazing the whole world of da- is dancing it, Jerusalem. So definitely a plus there, Pauline. Uh, Judith Kennedy is saying, morning hails, great facts, great tracks. As always, love Jerusalem. It's number one in the Coppernob Top 10, or it was in the early hours of this morning when I was looking for a new dance to teach it sure is i think still and it's been there for a while it's doing well great track great find for that one now so some facts about south africa um did you know actually that it has 11 official languages yep those are zulu oza african english pedi Tswana, southern sotho Tsonga, Swazi, Venda, and South and Debel. And this is an order of the first language speakers. And of course, it has quite a rich history. So again, thanks to Tino, I'm going to just have a little look through some of the history he sent me about, and I've just tried to condense it a little bit. So, history of South Africa. Modern humans have lived at the south, at the southern tip of Africa for more than 100,000 years and their ancestors for some 3.3 million years. Over 100,000 years ago, in what is now South Africa, was lived in by those hunting animals and gathering plants, and indeed those that used stone tools. At the end of the 15th century, the Portuguese sailed past the Cape of Good Hope. However, it was not until 1652 that the Europeans founded a colony in South Africa. From 1658, the Dutch imported slaves into South Africa, and meanwhile, at first, the Europeans traded with the native people, but they soon fell out. In 1658, they fought their first war. This was the first of many. In 1795, the British captured Cape Colony in South Africa, and they handed it back to the Dutch in 1803, but they took it again in 1806. Typical of us Brits, we just can't make our minds up. The Boers' Dutch settlers which were the Dutch settlers in South Africa, they resented British rule. 
When slavery was abolished in 1834, they were antagonized still more. Finally, the Boers began a mass migration away from the British called the Great Trek. In 1838, the Boers fought and defeated the Zulus at the Battle of Blood River. Eventually, the Boers founded two republics away from the British, Orange Free State and Transvaal. In the 1850s, the British recognized the two Boer republics. Meanwhile, in 1879, the British fought the Zulus in South Africa, but they were badly defeated by the Zulus, but they actually went on to win the entire war. In 1914, South Africa joined the First World War against Germany. That year, there was a rebellion by the Boers, which was crushed. The 1918 Afrikaners, which were the descendants of Dutch settlers, founded a secret organization called the Broederbond, or Brotherhood. In 1939, South Africa joined the Second World War against Germany. However, some Afrikaners opposed this decision. South Africa left the Commonwealth in 1861 and became a, pub a republic. And in 1866, Prime Minister Hendrik Verwoerd was assassinated. But otherwise, South Africa was still quiet until 1976. Now, the first democratic elections were held in April 1994, and in May 1994, Nelson Mandela was elected president. He retired in 1999. Of course, the first elected president he was, Mr. Mandela, led South Africa's transition from white minority rule in the 1990s. And this is after 27 years in, in prison for his political activities. What an exciting story, South Africa. And after all that, I'm sure you need a song break. I'm going to go into a song now, which is a dance choreographed by uh, Robbie McGowan Hickey. Great, great dance. We love this one. But the track is actually by South African artists. So this is by Eden featuring Liani May. And the dance is called My First Love.
We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Weekdays, Good morning. 8 to 9.30 a.m. UK time. It's time to wake up with Willie. Live from Scotland, join Willie Brown for breakfast on Line Dancer Radio. Indeed, don't forget to tune in every weekday morning for Willie's show. And we're in South Africa as we hitchhike this morning. I hope you're doing well and enjoying hitching a ride with me. And wherever you are, whether you're at home or on your travels and looking forward to the weekend. And that last one I played was My First Love. It was a Robbie McGowan hickey dance. And Ross Brown's saying in the chat room, I used to love this one. Robbie had a great ear for music that everyone would enjoy. Indeed he did and he used to live near you didn't he Ross so you would know him very well I remember chatting to Robbie at one point we we were going to write a dance together and him talking about how specific he was on his music he had to love a song to write to it or it wouldn't be worth doing Um, so sad that we never we never got to write that dance Robbie but what a great legacy he has left us and Pat Deeney is saying thanks Hayley great listening to you going out for a walk while it's dry enjoy your walk Pat and thank you for tuning in with me and Tino Herger is here of course we've been talking about the devil and he has returned not really of course Tino it is just a saying but we're very excited for your show tomorrow okay so this is my little mixed bag of fact we're going to go into just a few to begin for South Africa Table Mountain in Cape Town is believed to be one of the oldest mountains in the world and one of the planet's 12 main energy centers, radiating magnetic, electric or spiritual energy. The Cape Floral Kingdom is one of the world's six floral kingdoms and the only one which is wholly contained within a single country. South Africa's drinking water is rated third best in the world for being safe and ready to drink. Water there, though, is not all there is to drink. In this thirsty country, South Africa's Cape Winelands have around 560 wineries and 4,400 primary producers. Included in the Cape Winelands region is Route 62, considered the longest wine route in the world. Oh my goodness, get me to South Africa. That alone is good reason to visit there if you haven't yet been. The world's largest themed resort hotel in the world, the Palace of the Lost City, is found in South Africa. Surrounding the palace is a 25-hectare man-made botanical jungle with almost 2 million plants, trees and shrubs. Wow! Um, and, And Tino has shared that fact with me, actually, and he was telling me he's been there many years ago. Wow! South Africa is extremely rich in mining and minerals and considered the world's leader with nearly 90% of all the platinum metals on the earth and around 41% of all the world's gold. And also South Africa is home to the oldest meteor scar in the world. Now this is this is curious. Um, the Vredefort Dome in a town called Paris is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. I think that would be really interesting to see, actually, because um, I was watching a documentary a few weeks back about how hidden these meteor scars are. Um, very, very interesting. Um, I'm going to play you another one now. Of course, uh, South African choreographers uh, are there, but we don't always see a lot of their stuff over. But what great choreography does come from there? And uh, sometimes to songs we we tend to use, we dance other dancers too. And this is just one of them. I'm going to play Romeo by Paul Bailey. And of course, we did a different dance over here to this one. But there was a lovely beginner version 
written by Heidi Cronje from South Africa and it's such a great track I'm excited to include this one today. South Africa, anything to add, let me know in the chat room. And here is one, the South African Rovers Rail is considered the most luxurious train in the world. Now, I always wanted to do the Orient Express, but it sounds like this is one to add to the list, a luxurious rail travel holiday. Hmm. The highest commercial bungee jump in the world is situated along the garden route. It is 216 meters high and is called the Bluecrans Bridge Bungee. And General Motors South Africa is the only place outside of the USA to build the Hummer H3. So here we are, more of our South African facts coming right at you now. Let me just feed you a few more and I hope you are still enjoying them. There are more than 2,000 shipwrecks off the South African coast, most dating back at least 500 years. 
The oldest remains of human, modern humans were found in South Africa and are well over 160,000 years old. The Karoo regions in Western Cape is home to some of the best fossils of early dinosaurs. In fact, it's estimated that some 80% of the mammalian fossils found to date were found in the Karoo. Can you think of any other place in the world where two Nobel Peace Prize winners lived on the same street? Well, South African is the place that holds this reputation. Both Nelson Mandela and Archbishop Desmond Tutu had houses on the same street. It was called Vilakazi Street. And the first heart transplant in the world took place in 1967. It was performed by Dr. Christian Barnard at Grootshua Hospital in Cape Town. It is a sign of the country's rich natural resources. The world's largest known diamond was discovered in 1905 at the Premier Mine near Pretoria. South Africa is the only place in the world where Mercedes-Benz manufacture right-hand drive cars and South Africa's Table Mountain alone has more flower species than England, Wales, Ireland and Scotland all combined. South Africa naturally hosts four of the seven fastest animals in the world, namely these are the wild beast, the African lion, the springbok and the cheetah. Well, the springbok will need to run pretty fast to get away from all those carnivores there. And South Africa has the longest wine route, Route 62, which we did mention. It starts in Cape Town. It ends in Port Elizabeth, or the other way around, of course, if you wanted to head from one end to the other. And there you go. You've got those destinations in case you want to write that into any South African travel plans. Am I inspiring you to go to South African at all? These are great facts. And uh, thank you again, Tino, for those that you added to these. Uh, Ross Brown. Uh, I have a cousin-in-law, he says, from South Africa and a dancer who also competes who moved from South Africa, both incredibly nice people. I have a South African lady in my class too, actually. She is lovely and uh, it seems like a great place to add to the list. I have a friend heading out here next year. It all makes me so very, very jealous. And of course, these brilliant artists and choreographers that come from South Africa and one of these we've mentioned on a previous show when we did hit down in Africa briefly, it is Marty Pappendorf. And Marty has so many great choreographies online. You should look them up. There's one in particular I'm going to play next. This is called Burning Whiskey. And the music was Copperhead Road. And just like the last dance, I think we all danced some different dances to this track. But it has to be put on. All in all, it is just a fantastic track. <laughs> Bye, Hunter Pan. 
expense of copper line Everybody knew it made money shine I'm a revenue man on a granddaddy bed Head left a holler of everything had For my time but I've been told Never come back from Copperhead Road dance we did had this little hitch in the middle and even when I hear the song I have the edge to go in the middle of that okay uh, South Africa guys you're hitching a ride here with me today and uh, let's look at some famous people we may have heard of that have South African roots Uh, very famous J.R.R. Tolkien uh, this well-known English poet and author of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings was born in the Free State on the 3rd of January 1892. His parents, Mabel and Arthur Tolkien, were British but relocated to South Africa when his father was promoted to manage a British bank there. 
Daniel Radcliffe, the Harry Potter star's maternal grandfather, was from South Africa and his mother, Marcia Jacobson, was born in South Africa. Hugh Grant, Hugh's paternal great-grandfather, was born and bred in Cape Town. Uh, Roger Federer, the top tennis player, has often spoken about how proud he is of his African roots. Roger was born in Switzerland. His father, Robert, is Swiss, but he also has, has South African citizenship thanks to his mother, Lynette, who is from Kempton Park. Christian Bale, too, the American psycho's act as father, David Charles Howard Bale, was a South African-born entrepreneur and an animal rights activist. Jackie and Jones Collins there, then their father was a native of South Africa, and Sienna Miller. Uh, she was born Sienna Rose Miller in New York City on the 28th of December 1981 and moved to London with her family when she was just 18 months old. Her mother, Josephine Miller, was a South African model and personal assistant to David Bowie. I didn't even know that about Sienna Miller, actually. How cool. All right, if you've got anything to let me know about South Africa or any questions that I may be able to answer, then please do let me know. Other than that, I'm just going to hit on a little bit of the food and beverage before we go. Uh, we always kind of come to food, and I would like to know which of these dishes you would be willing to try if you were heading down in South Africa today. So these are some of the notable cuisine there. Okay, first up, chicken feet, cow feet, pig feet, lamb feet, and sheep feet, usually consumed with pap or as a delicacy when cooking. It, uh, they sound great. You just add water and salt there to cook them and eat them. They, they wouldn't be first on my list. Biltong, a salty dried meat typically seasoned with coriander seeds and salt. Boba is a traditional Cape Malay sweet milk drink made of vermicelli, sago, sugar and flavoured with cardamom, stick cinnamon and rose water. Borvos, a sausage that is traditional, traditionally bride. Um, now bride is something that uh, you'll hear if you go to South Africa. It just means barbecued. They say it's been bride and that's just their word and it means just that, just barbecued. Bunny chow which is curry stuffed into a hollowed out loaf of bread. I must admit, it sounds, the description sounds better than the name of it, bunny chow. Chakalaka, a spicy South African vegetable relish. That sounds good. Gatsby is another dish there, a food mainly, po mainly popular in Cape Town. And it comes in the form of a long roll with fillings and it can be filled with anything ranging from bologna to chicken or steak uh, or even hot chips. Uh, so there, if you would try them. Uh, Malva pudding is also one too, a sweet spongy apricot pudding of Dutch origin because of course the Dutch moved there and lived there for so long. Um, Mala Mogadu, a local dish which is equivalent of tripe. Oh, this is coming off my list. Uh, the locals usually enjoy this with hot pap and spinach. You'll have heard me mention pap as well, which is kind of just um, a little bit like a porridge, but a stiffer consistency. Uh, they eat it with everything, this pap. Um, I remember having something an African friend made me called fufu. Um, and it's not entirely different, but uh, it is made of, of slightly different stuff. But uh, yeah, some great foods there. Would you try them, guys? Would, would these be on your list? Would you just go for it in South Africa? Or would you say, nope, no way? Okay, I'm going to play you another song by an African, South African artist next. Coming up very soon, we will have a Vicky Morris dance called Why Don't You Spend the Night? 
Dutch in Line with DJ Fred Broy. Tuesdays from Spain here on Line Dancer Radio. The show dedicated to Dutch, Belgium and German line dance choreographers.
All right, hitchhikers, fasten your seatbelts. We're getting ready to leave South Africa now, but what a great experience it's been. And I just wanted to play two tracks there by South African artists. The first was a Vicky Morris dance. It was a Ray Dillon song. The song was, uh, Why Don't We Spend the Night? Uh, Vicky's dance was called Spend the Night. Great track, that one. And the last one was Pata Pata by Miriam Makiba. Now, there was a dance to that called Mama Africa. Maybe not the Mama Africa that we did over here, but a cool alternative by Shanti Del Mel. And uh, that's an Australian choreographer, I believe. I've just heard about her great, great uh, dance that one and I'm just again just wanting to hear your feedback on this and I was talking about the food in South Africa and Bodil is saying chakalaka yum cool I see you've tried that it sounds really good and Judith Kennedy is saying did you mention Trevor Noah in the list of famous South Africans not only the funniest and cleverest man on TV but the best looking too as well as one of the nicest I had to go and have a little look up of this guy and uh, if you're in the chat room I've shared a photo of him I, I don't actually uh, look at the programs that uh, that he does but uh, it seems he does a lot he's a comedian and presenter and uh, Ross Brown is agreeing he is very easy on the eye too of course he says he's brilliant and very satirical also and a fact here from Ross Brown the name origin of biltong which is one of those dishes we were talking about comes from the Dutch words bill which means buttock and tongue, which means tongue. Thanks for that, Ross. That makes it sound so much more appetizing indeed. All right, we don't have a lot of time left today, but we are gonna nip over quickly to Sri Lanka. And it's argu arguably one of the most beautiful places in the world. And why is this? Well, although this tiny island nation is quite small, it has a huge range of diverse landscapes to offer. Um, I'm talking mountains and cliffs, hills, and of course the tea plantations waterfalls, insane beaches and sunsets, and of course many, many temples. I'm going to start us off quickly here with a dance I saw. I was looking for people who dance out in Sri Lanka. I didn't find much, but there is a dance group called the Sri Lankan Dance Circle. I saw them dancing a dance to this track. And again, just we've been talking today about a lot of alternative dancers. Now we did a Gary Lafferty one to this track, but the choreographer I just mentioned, Shanti Delmel, or Shanti Demel, sorry, um, actually wrote a dance to this one too and when I was looking for what was popular in Sri Lanka her choreography to this track was
shaken Stevens there, a bit of shaky with old Julie. And in the chat room, Ross and Sarah are talking about the previous song we, we played, Pata Pata. Ross is saying, love the Pata Pata song. I like the upbeat version Rachel used for Hayamacha. And uh, Sarah's saying, Ross Brown, yeah, we've done that great dance. And of course, there are some great dancers out there to these tracks. Uh, so Rachel choreographed that one. And Gary Lafferty choreographed to old Julie. The dancer was called Shaky. We did that one in class, but we were just discovering today that Shanti Demel choreographed to both of those tracks too, and she is a South African, uh, well, she's Australian-based, but uh, travelled through South Africa by the look of it. And uh, now, of course, we are leaving South Africa and going to Sri Lanka. If you've been there, I'd love to hear about it. And we're just welcoming a few newbies into the chat room this morning. Uh, have you had your coffee, guys, or your tea? Charlie Boring is saying good morning, peeps. Happy Friday. Same back at you, Charlie. And Glenn Kennedy is saying tea time. And indeed, those are some big cups of tea. I'm ready for one of those, I think. And Sri Lanka has a couple of nickels names um, and it seems a very beautiful place it's just there at the bottom of India uh, in the Indian Ocean it's a South Asian country um, and again I've never heard anybody say that they haven't really found it spectacular there and Sri Lanka has two names that it's also known as the first is Pearl of the Indian Ocean this is said to be named after its incredible beauty, varied, varied biodiversity, um, it's the highest in Asia, as well as one of its main exports being precious gemstones. The second name is the Teardrop of India. Uh, this is a little bit more obvious due to its perfect teardrop shape and being off the coast of India. And I'm hoping to fit a few more Sri Lanka facts in today because I have a few, but I can see time is ticking on. I have two songs back to back. Just to kind of celebrate those nicknames. So Pearl of the Indian Ocean, I'm going to first play you Caribbean Pearl by Maggie Gallagher. It's the pearl from another place, another ocean, um, but uh, all the same, it is in tribute to this. And the second dance is one choreographed by Jennifer Chu and Adeline Cheng, and this one will be called No More Tears, just to celebrate that teardrop shape that we see when we look on the map and spot Sri Lanka.
年月堆积的感情，可判了撇清。那些感觉，有真心过，如何确定？从前承诺多么的真诚，曾经遗留密证。离别以后。谁愿翻开未言明的真相爱情？如果天空海阔有你想追，离开伤心总会慢慢过去。情感怎可以自私？施舍的也别收取。人生都少不免挫折唏嘘。光深刻的爱，录下证据，重新找得到自己，一生不要掉眼泪。time as I would have liked to be in Sri Lanka when it looks such a beautiful place it's got to be worth the trip right and I'm just checking in to see what you're saying in the chat room I had to play those songs I know I've played both of those in in this series already of Hitch a Ride but uh, I love Caribbean Pearl that is a Maggie dance and uh, it's an old one but of course it has that Disney connection and No More Tears Jennifer Chu and Adeline Cheng if you look that one up online I think you'll like it it's a really pretty dance and Jim Stankiewicz is saying in the chat room you know my answer to that when I asked if you were ready for your coffee definitely getting a venti today and Ross Brown great joke while we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean we've just skipped from the Indian Ocean a little bit and he says a slice of pie is $2.50 in Jamaica and $3 in the Bahamas these are the pie rates of the Caribbean haha <laughs> and welcome to the chat room Eddie Huffman good morning Haley. he says enjoy your day and be safe my friend now I have a lot of Sri Lankan facts am I gonna fit them all in I would like to try um, yeah, that is if you're not sick of all the facts I've poured into your head today I gotta tell you I don't even remember them all myself by the time the show ends um, but if you're planning a trip out to Sri Lanka in the Indian Ocean 
uh, it looks amazing as I've been researching it. Wow, the pictures, my goodness. But if you go there, look out for a little waggle of the head from the locals. It's very common for people to waggle their heads from side to side, um, maybe more of a pendulum swing than a shaking of the head because there is a bit of variation on it, but it generally means yes or an affirmative answer. Um, and it can also be interpreted as them asking for affirmation, kind of a do you agree sort of waggle. Sri Lankan's national sport, um, you may be mistaken for thinking the national sport is cricket uh, because it's very popular there. Although it is by far the most popular sport in the country after its introduction by the British in the 1800s, uh, the national sport of the country is in fact volleyball, which was introduced in 1916. And what is Sri Lanka's largest export? Well, if you've ever seen anything on Sri Lanka, this is this will be what you will associate with it. It's tea. Tea is Sri Lanka's largest export. It accounts for one twelfth of its export by product. It's the fourth largest exporter of tea in the world. And actually, February 2017 marked its 150th anniversary of tea exportation. Ceylon tea um, is what Sri Lanka is mo known most for, and it is considered uh, the cleanest tea in the world. Uh, Adam's Peak is something uh, that many know of when they hear of Sri Lanka. It's the most sacred mountain in the country and um, pilgrims from all over the world actually climb to this peak by candlelight to stand in a famous footprint that was left there. Buddhists believe that it is the footprint of Buddha when he visited Sri Lanka and Hindus believe it's the footprint of Lord Shiva. Christians and mu Muslims in Sri Lanka believe that this was the footprint of Adam as he was exiled from Eden and some believe that Sri Lanka is actually Eden itself. And actually, Adam's Peak was noted by Marco Polo in 1298 during his travels. It was a place of pilgrimage even back then. Hydropower is big in Sri Lanka thanks to the country's waterfalls and rivers. The majority, over 50%, of the power for the country is generated by hydropower. And uh, cinnamon is known and loved around the world, uh, from cinnamon buns to curries and Indian food. But cinnamon is actually from Sri Lanka and was discovered by the Egyptians as early as 2000 BC. He used it for many things, including a spice, but also to use in perfuming and in the embalming process. Most of the world's cinnamon still comes from Sri Lanka. In fact, about 80 to 90% of it. So you can be very thankful to the Sri Lankans for sharing this with the world. Universities, there are about 20 universities in Sri Lanka, official universities and five government ones, which considering the population and the size of the country is pretty impressive. And in fact, literacy is excellent there. Over 92% of people living in the country are literate, which means they boast the highest literacy rate in the whole of South Asia. I realize I am pouring, pouring, pouring these facts now, but the Sri Lankan flag is another point of interest because it's one of the oldest flags in the world. A golden lion flag was said to have been brought with the first king of Sri Lanka from India. The golden lion remained part of the flag until 1815 when Sri Lanka became British Ceylon, where the Union flag of British Ceylon replaced it. The golden lion holding its sword was reintroduced in 1948 after independence was achieved that same year. 
and I'd love to talk about some of the places you can visit there if you want to head out there but again I, I've kind of ran out of time here um, but I will just uh, go over a couple actually if you're heading out there are some really great places to go to there is national parks in fact one thing you can do out there is have breakfast with elephants that really sounded uh, exciting to me um, you can have breakfast on the river and 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 you know have your cup of brilliant tea while you're there um, of course uh, we mentioned Adams Peak there's a smaller version of this and one of course is Lipton seat you've all heard of Lipton tea well Sri Lanka is what you can thank or the place you can thank for Lipton's tea and if you go out to Lipton seat you can see a most beautiful sunset there actually it's a viewpoint from above all of the tea fields and back in the day Thomas Lipton was once in Sri Lanka and he owned these tea fields Although the company Lipton no longer owns the tea fields or the factory that are there, uh, although they still buy from this factory, the viewpoint remains named after the very infamous Thomas Lipton. And uh, just a little bit finally, there's, there's Fort Frederick to see, uh, which is arguably one of the best uh, forts in the world uh, on Sri Lanka's east coast. Uh, built on the edge of a peninsula and offers views of Trincomalee and uh, Upper Valley Beach. The water is bright blue and beautiful. The huge bay is beautiful. You've got lots of lovely beaches there, including Secret Beach, which is another beach that is one of the most gorgeous Sri Lanka has to offer. Uh, it was once a beach very few knew about, hence its name. Uh, but once the tourists discovered how beautiful it was, word did get out and it be has become one of the most famous places to visit in Sri Lanka. There's uh, Bambarakanda Falls, which is uh, one of the most beautiful, tallest waterfalls there. Uh, if you want to see a, a breathtaking waterfall, head there. And the Nine Arches Bridges uh, are out there too. Uh, watching the morning train on the Nine Arch Bridge is just a stunning sight. Um, actually, if, you, if you're from Scotland, have been to Scotland, the bridge, when you see it, reminds me of Glenfinnan Viaduct, where the train goes over in Inverness Shire in Scotland. Um, and it's just stunning. And you can watch this from a place uh, called Ella. Um, the Nine Arches Bridge is one of the most photographed places in Sri Lanka because of how lovely it looks um, above a gorge full of tea fields. It's just a perfect place to visit. You have World's End Lookout and Rose Quartz Mountain there too. And uh, of course, as I talk about this place uh, where you can look from the, at the Nine Arches, it is in a quite a popular place in Sri Lanka, which is called Ella. Ella is the name of it and uh, I love this because that's my daughter's name. So I'm going to play us out of Sri Lanka today with a dance called Ella's Waltz. Uh, Ella's Waltz was actually choreographed by me. Um, the story behind it, as I finish today with this quick story, is that my daughter was about, she must have been about five or six when she came and went, Mom, I love this song, I love this song. She'd heard it in the background of a series uh, called Benidorm. And she asked me if I would write to it. And I wrote it kind of just to keep her happy after many years of not choreographing. And uh, it was about 2011. And this dance was actually what, what made my name a little bit as a choreographer. After that, I was invited to teach at events and, and weekends. And um, because a few people danced this, a uh, video was made of it. And it was really popular in several different places around the world. And I love it. I don't dance it nowadays. But Ellerswalt has a very special place in my heart. And so as we're leaving Sri Lanka, which has this famous place called Ella, I am going to play us out with this. I just want to thank you all for joining me in the chat room today. 
you've added such interesting points as we've gone on our journeys and I will be back at the same time next week for Hitch a Ride with Haley. Here we have Ella's Waltz and I'll see you next week. I wonder should I go or should I stay The band had only one more song to play And then I saw you at the corner of my eye A little girl alone and so shy Featuring our line dance bands and vocalists, including guest appearances. Wednesdays, 2 p.m. UK time.